Happy Monday, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning back into Conversations with Friends, Family, What's Up? Episode 24 of the new show. Uh, I'm super excited actually too to know that I've done 24 episodes and it's been all interviews and all conversations with friends. So I think we're at 40 conversations with friends now since we've started a podcast, which is almost officially three years old, family. Um, a lot of you listening right now have been listening to the show since the beginning, and that was three years ago, right around Mother's Day, three years ago in 2016. So thank you all for being here with me, for growing with me, um, for being open to my changes and my growth. The show has already changed. We've changed, had one change on the show, and actually I'm preparing to make another change this year as well. Um, but until then, episode 24, happy Monday, family. Welcome back. Um, a lot is changing in, uh, in Tempe and in my life, and I plan on doing a bonus episode with you guys um, soon, in the next few days, to kind of give you some updates, and also the show is going to reflect some of those changes later on this year. Um, but until then, I am on the phone with two of my sistren that live with me here in Tempe, and um, returning back to the valley has just been really amazing. A lot of sunshine and blue skies. But you know, you, when you move around, and we were in the valley for four years before, when you move around, you know in your heart that you have to move. But it's really, it can be really challenging to leave the relationships behind. And I really felt that leaving Portland and coming back to the desert. But once I got back to the desert, I instantly felt so excited and grateful and honored to be able to build and invest into the relationships that I had left here before when we left up to Oregon. And also some of the people that I connected with through the internet and through friends up here after I had already been gone. And the two women on the show today are two friends that I began to build with and connect with through this beautiful social media world over the last four years. And now that I'm back in the desert, I'm really just, I don't know, I'm just, it's just dope. It's just really awesome that we are all three and many more of us connecting and building. So I want to go ahead and introduce my podcast family to Nikisi and Ali Pyro are on the phone. Ladies, are you there? We're Hi. here. Hi. Hello, hello. What's up, friends? What's up, girl? We're excited to be here. Thanks for inviting us on the show. Man, um, how cool is it that, I mean, now it's been a year that I've been in town and we've been building in the flesh for the last year as well, but how cool is it that social media allows, you know, it, it's too much for a lot of people and I get it, but I'm just so thankful for humans like you and for so many humans in my life that social media has allowed me to build relationships with and bonds with because we didn't meet in the flesh until a year ago and yet we already had you know, kind of established at least, you know, references and awarenesses of each other in, in relationships. So um, thank you, ladies, for being open to that and for allowing me to grow with you from afar and for supporting me and welcoming me back to the community here. Um, both of you mean a lot to me at that, especially in the whole community. Like I keep meeting more and more people that know you and I just see it's just this one big group. So um, I'm thankful for you too and super happy to have you on the show. Happy to have you here back in the flesh, and yeah, I think I think that's kind of the mysterious like wonder of the social media component, which is that 
you can find your tribe when, you know, people are on a similar path and you just intersect at that point of truth and the truth resonates. And so I felt like, you know, an affinity for you even before we had ever met. And you continue to like, <laughs> I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, permeate my thoughts, you know, like I'm constantly sending you references and like people I think you need to know because I'm just like this woman would be a great contact for you and you guys need to connect and she's doing similar things and so it's fun to like weave this web together and the interwebs kind of make that possible so I agree. It does man, it's just such a beautiful tapestry of, of interweaving of life of lifelines and timelines and I just, every time I meet somebody they don't, they know one of you or Heather Rose or Megan or somebody, like it's just so funny how uh, you know, folks like us all stick together and, um, and I'm thankful um, so welcome to the show. We like to start each show with a little bit of background, and I've only done one other show with two friends at the same time. Um, I do only have an hour on this new platform, so unfortunately, like that, that last show with two friends, I think we did like an hour and a half. We were able to really get into detail with both friends, but uh, we can always come back on and do this again. Uh, but I'd love to hear a little bit about both of you, um, Ali and Akisi, hear about where you all came from, um, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, uh, can go far back or stay as recent as you'd like, but who is Ali, who is Nikisi, and I'd love to also hear a little bit about who you are together and how you guys have come together and are creating a life together. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, ladies. Nikisi? Nikisi will go first. Apparently I'll go first. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm originally from Chicago. I moved to the desert about six years ago, and within six months found myself um, at a school here in Tempe, the Healing Arts School, and at that point I was 32, and my life had just kind of fallen apart, and I knew I needed to redirect, and I didn't feel like I had any purpose or plan for my life, and I spent the previous decade just building what I call a house of cards, you know, trying, it was like an imposter life, you know, I was trying to fit this mold of who I thought I should be mm. and um, that didn't work out very well because everything came crashing down mm. as House of Cards do and so it was time for me to like get real with myself and like kind of go within and uncover who I am and what I love and where my purpose is and the school kind of found me it's called the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts and we've got a lot of huge community here that's kind of the foundation for our network basically because the people who find themselves there, I feel like it's kind of like the lost children, you know? It's like we all feel a calling on our hearts that's bigger than the life that we're living, and so we find ourselves at Sweetheart to uncover what it is we're meant to do because we feel that there's something more than what we're doing mm. available to us, you know? And it's like, how can we be of service? And I think one of the, one of the lines on the doors as you walk in is like, how to uncover your your gifts and your graces to be of service to the world, and that just kind of lit me up, and I knew I was in the right place, and so I um, began a program, which was a mind-body wellness practitioner program focusing on nutrition and yoga, and then that kind of rippled out into so many other things that I found I was really loving and resonant with, which included sound healing and um, guided meditation, yoga nidra, so I got certified as a yoga nidra practitioner, and it's been kind of just like a divinely orchestrated synchronistic life since then. You know, since I started to listen and I started to get still and I started to follow these little golden breadcrumbs, 
you know, I feel like I was able to support myself for the past three years with the yoga nidra meditation, which was something I never envisioned myself doing. Um, and Allie and I found each other at that school or through that school, through mutual friends a little over four years ago. And within seven months of us meeting, we decided to get married. <laughs> and so we practically eloped at a yoga festival called Bhakti Yoga Festival in Joshua Tree, California nice. in September 2015. And within that seven-month period, she was kind of at the tapering the end of her program, and she was in a business development class, and so she needed to come up with a business model. So I was part of her sounding board, and I remember this whiteboard where we were just, like, writing down all the words that resonated with us that kind of captured and embodied the essence of what she wanted her business to be. And that's how we came up with our business name, which is Chosen Ally. Mm. Um, And so the idea behind Chosen Ally was basically that, you know, we we want to encourage people to remember that uh, their past does not define them, their future cannot confine them, and their present, their present moment is where they design them. Where they design themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, you know, to not only be these people's chosen ally, but then to in, empower them to remember that they are their own best ally, like to choose themselves as their own best ally. And we wanted to emphasize the power of choice. Like in each moment we are born anew and we have the opportunity to choose a new way of being, a new way of thinking, a new way of believing, and a new way to approach life. Mm. And so we use these healing arts tools, whether it's meditation or hypnotherapy or optimizing your physical vessel through holistic nutrition and herbs and plant medicine and biohacking, you know, we've got this really intelligently designed physical instrument and it's so hijacked and corrupted by our environment from pesticides and GMOs and EMS and like all this stuff that it it struggles to keep up, you know, to stay functioning optimally. So we wanted to resource people with a variety of different tools because I don't believe anybody is facing, you know, um, a challenge on one plane or one dimension, you know, you're not just struggling with weight or you're not just struggling with finances, you know, taking a more holistic, conscious approach to empowering people's lives. And with that multi-pronged approach, I feel like we can get to the root of, you know, the obstacle and then undo that, unwind that, um, resolve that, neutralize it, alchemize it. Like really what we're talking about is just, Okay, can we come back to talking more about chosen allies? Because I want to, I definitely want to come back and like really get into that and, and get into the yoga. Um, so can we come, can we circle back around and talk about that more in depth? Yeah, do you want Allie to introduce herself first? Yeah, let's, let's get the background information down and then I want to come back into that because that's really your work and that's, that's really what we want to get into the core of here is like how, what kind of message can you really share with the people? Because that, that's this good stuff there. Not that your background information isn't good too, but. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll make, I'll make it real short. Um, yeah, basically, I mean, I found myself out here in the desert. I'm also a transplant from out in uh, Rochester, New York. So I came here, actually, there was a lot of stuff that transpired that kind of got down here for the move. And then going to Southwest Institute of Healing Arts was one of the main things. And I was just going for the life coaching program and then... Once I walked through the doors of the school, I realized that I was 
going to be there a lot longer than that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I went into the larger program as well and did yoga, hypnotherapy, coaching, uh, energy healing, a lot of different stuff. And that's where Nikisi and I met also. So, I mean, kind of before what preceded me coming to the school, a lot of different stuff in my life, I've been drawn to just like that really easy concept is like mind over matter and just that there's something about something more something greater than just ourselves like the life force of creation that really has a lot of power in how we show up mm. and I feel like I could go really really long winded into a lot of stuff so I'm just going to keep it really short and simple basically I just feel like meditation Sound healing, mainly meditation, is like my jam, hypnotherapy, subconscious work, because when we start peeling away all the layers of just like our physical, like the physical plane, like the facade of being a human, and we really dive deep into our the subconscious work and where we're actually creating life through, that is where our power resides. And with our business with Chosen Ally, just this idea that I believe that our perspective, like the way in which we choose to perceive life is the foundation of everything. And from there, creation kind of begins. So I've just been fascinated with really honing in on this innate intelligence and this, this passion that I have about how life is actually structured. And then now I'm just kind of like, exploring and exposing myself to different concepts so I can verbally translate that to the rest of the humans, right? The rest of myself. So it's a really cool, interesting thing. And sometimes when I speak, people don't necessarily follow. And I think I'm still learning how to communicate all of the knowledge that I've kind of come into and really feel like I'm here to provide is it's just coming coming and anyway so would you say Ali that you knew you wanted to be this like when you were a kid I think that this is where the conversation was a little bit earlier but would either one of you ladies say that this is like you could have imagined this is what you would be when you grow up I mean yeah Yeah. I know Nikisi was talking something earlier because like yeah I just remember I mean, another aspect of this is just, like, how we choose to define what we're looking at, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the significance and the value that we place on every appearance in our life. And I remember, like, who made up all these rules? Like, who made up the word for, you know, a hairbrush or a pencil? I just remember being in grade school one year, and I was writing down whatever I was writing, whether it was a test or something, on the paper... And I remember kind of, it wasn't an out-of-body experience, but I remember kind of thinking, like, who, who was the first person that called this a pencil? Like, why do we call this a pencil? Mm. And then, like, from there, I feel like just kind of speckled throughout my life, I've, I've always kind of been curious as to where things originated from and, like, how things came to be and why we're just mindlessly following stuff and mindlessly following, you know, passed down, I call them like genetic thought beliefs, they're just like passed down thought beliefs that we all have 
as a society, as a culture, as a family, you know, as a more intimate, smaller community. Um, but yeah, I think just ever since I was little, there was just a lot of curiosity as to why we do think and feel the way we feel about our external life when really we have the choice in every moment, like Nikisi was saying, we have the choice in every moment to be new. And so within that, like we have the choice to choose to perceive our life in whatever way we want, which then is going to yield some sort of emotional status and some sort of vibrational frequency of how we feel. So ultimately, in an indirect way, we're always choosing how to feel. And I thought that if I can kind of like Jedi mind trick and life hack that, how to feel good with anything regardless of what's showing up in my life that I fucking want at life. Boom. You know? And I want to work. Yeah, that's the <laughs> W. Yeah, that's the big W for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm very passionate about just like being able to view yourself in a really empowered, like, empowered, balanced, harmonized way. So, all of the work that we do with Intrip and I, all of the life that I live on a day to day basis is like, at a foundation, it's just like that work of how to choose to love myself, how to choose to forgive, how to choose to, you know, feel good ultimately. And sometimes choosing to feel like crap and hopeless is the catalyst for me to choose to feel good. Mm-hmm. There's learning. Yeah. Nikisi, what, what about you? You were you were starting to tell me something pretty deep, but we had to save it for the show. As I follow it and as I 
um, subject myself to those teachings and, and that wisdom, that ancient wisdom that's passed down through the lineage of yoga or um, sound healing or whatever, it's funny because you read things like whether it's the Yoga Sutras or the Bhagavad Gita or stuff, stuff about sound healing, and it's not even a learning, it's a remembering, mm-hmm. and it's like unlocking the truth within you. And so Yoga Nidra found me, and since I've been facilitating Yoga Nidra, I think my first gig happened a little over three and a half about three and a half years ago, I started teaching Yoga Nidra four days a week um, to uh, people in recovery at a local residential recovery treatment center for drug and alcohol abuse. Mm. Um, and so I've taught this to, like, I've shared it with over hundreds of people. It's good for PTSD. It's good for emotional well-being. It's good for depression and anxiety and insomnia and all these things. And one of the biggest, like, things I get as feedback is about my voice, which is Hello. so funny to me because yeah yeah (laughs) golden golden nugget voice around here goodness gracious yeah yeah and so you know I've always been looking for my skills out you know outside and it's just like well I'm not good at I'm not good at team sports I'm not good at you know this I'm not good at that and like always wanted to be something that I'm not right Mm -hmm. and always comparing myself to other people that I admired or whatever and feeling inadequate like just this like the sense of feeling inferior and inadequate has just permeated pretty much my entire life. But it's like if you measure a fish by how well it climbs a tree, it'll forever feel inadequate, right? Oh. So I'm just like, damn, fish, I meant to swim, you know? Mm. And so, so finally, like listening to and allowing those those reflections and that praise to like permeate me and remind me, like your voice, your voice. It keeps coming back to my voice. Um, and literally this morning before our call, uh, I, I woke up and I was like going back to like, people always suggest like, if you want to find what your calling is and what you're meant to do, think about when you were a child and what you always saw yourself doing. And whenever that would be presented to me, it always like blank out. And I'd be like, well, I never knew what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. Like, I never wanted to be a firefighter. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a lawyer. Like I had no idea of what my future was or what my purpose was ever and then I realized this morning I was just like huh I in high school was like in love with DJs like I was so I wanted to be a DJ Mm. and so now we're here and I'm just like right my voice like I want to start a podcast and like all these like I feel like all these little sparks are like all finally coming together and like having me realize you know, I need to use my voice, yeah. you know, I need to, and in the meditation, like I want to record m- more meditations. And at first I was just like, Oh, I just want to be a voiceover artist. Maybe I can get work doing voiceovers, but it's more than that. And so I'm excited to see where that leads, but just setting that intention and putting that out there and, you know, seeing where my voice leads me. Right. Yeah. And what's so beautiful about that is there's nothing more unique than your voice. You know, like it's like the fingerprint, uh, you know, your sound fingerprint. So there really is no duplication of that. And uh, you're definitely born with that. Uh, I just made a note here, Nikisi, and I just want to put it out there. I don't know if we could get it on this show or another one, but I would love to. um, And I don't even know if the recording would be well enough to put it on the show. But if you're open to it and we can make it work, I'd love to share some a meditation, a short meditation on the show. Um, we'll talk about it maybe after we get off of here. It would be great to do it with this episode, but if not, we can do it like a bonus episode. Uh, but just to let people hear your amazing, magical voice, which I have to say, I just recently, and unfortunately it was the only time, well, you'll do more, but this is, I got to sit in on your last 
um, meditation, group meditation of this year. And man, I, that voice, like, girl, <laughs> Woo, I was gone. It just took, it just took me places. Um, so let's, let's talk, let's talk a little bit specifically about yoga nidra and chosen ally and, uh, and sound healing too. Cause not everyone really knows what sound healing is. I, I sent a video to a friend a few months ago that had the name of his daughter, like had the name of his daughter and a number that was really important to him, actually his daughter's middle name. And I sent the, vi the video to him and he uh, messaged me back. Like, how did, why did you send this to me? How did you send this to me? Like, how did you find this? Like, I don't know, you know, it just came along my, <laughs> my path. And I thought of you and he said, I went listening to this took me back into other lifetimes. And like, he just told me this whole experience of just having this song. So a lot of people don't really know what you were just mentioning, like how it, it's, it's much deeper. Well, anyways, maybe you can share with us about sound healing and what is yoga nidra and um, how, how are you guys pulling all this together and, um, and working with the community through Chosen Ally? because, you know, we have a lot of different platforms and modalities in our toolbox, and um, Allie and I wound up meeting four years ago in a hypnotherapy training weekend, and so hypnotherapy is another tool or avenue that we can use to access the subconscious mind through um, guided scripts and um, gentle breathing techniques, so you basically, you know, get people present and in their body, guiding them with the breath. And the same is used in meditation. You know, we, we ground ourselves back into our bodies with the breath, and as we slow down the breath and lengthen the inhalation and the exhalation, we slow down the mind. And so once we get into this, like, relaxed state, which isn't even getting into, it's more like yoga and yoga nidra and hypnotherapy is removing all of the layers that prevent us from accessing that inner stillness that always resides within and that is always present and is always there. And so um, it's a really powerful tool to allow us to get back to the truth of who we are, which is this peace, this inner peace. Mm -hmm. And um, as we drop out of our higher brainwave states, like most of us are operating in some capacity of beta. And beta when it's cranked is like high beta brainwave lengths. That's anxious monkey mind thoughts, spinning thoughts, running thoughts, circular thinking, right? You know, usually we've, we have over 70,000 thoughts a day and many of them are the same exact thoughts every day. In some capacity or form, it's a limiting belief. It's something that we're thinking that, you know, I'm not good enough. Life is a struggle. Money is hard to come by. I'm not worthy. You know, I'm not lovable. So like all these different things. And so when you get still, in hypnotherapy or in meditation, you stop that monkey mind and you drop down into your lower brainwave states like alpha and delta and theta, and that's where the magic happens, right? So um, yoga nidra is an ancient tool uh, that has its roots in yoga, and it's designed to guide to guide the the recipient through those lower brainwave states. Through sometimes there's light physical movement. There's always breathing. And then guided imagery to help us go deeper into that experience and to tap into and access the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind, if you think of your brain as like a motherboard, it's where all of our default programming lies. All of, it's like software, but it's the hardware. It's like all of the stuff 
I mean, I guess it's software because you can remove it, right? You can add and remove programs. And so what we do with meditation and hypnotherapy is we go in and we either overwrite, you know, those, those limiting belief programs, or we remove them, we uninstall them, or we plant new programs that we want to operate, you know, like, I am good enough, I am worthy, I am lovable, you know, and we expand into those different those different spaces, you know, we expand into a sense of confidence, you know, that's our ego, that's our third chakra, we, we expand into the heart, the anahata chakra, we, we expand into our sense of love and compassion for ourselves and for the world, so it's like, everything that we're experiencing in this life, I think, starts with self-love, and the degree to which we love ourselves is the degree to which we attract people into our life to reflect back that love. You know, and so everyone in our life is a mirror and it's constantly reflecting back. It's like it's like a, giving us the weather for the day. Like, where do you love yourself and where can you grow your love, right? Um, so that's, that's kind of a convoluted way to describe meditation. <laughs> but it's a lot of things. It's hard to kind of capture in one distinct way because it's operating on so many different levels. But... Um, Nikisi, are the are the are the bowls always included with nidra yoga or no? Traditionally, no. Traditionally, yoga nidra. If you go to a yoga studio or a yoga nidra class, I would say uh, they're typically not. It's typically done in silence because there's a lot of magic in silence, and most of us are kind of inundated with external um, distractions and sounds. Um, so the silence is really a provocative catalyst for us to return to that inner peace without the external distraction. I've incorporated it just because I love sound healing, and so we have a set of um, chakra singing bowls, so there's technically seven in a set. Um, during our meditations, Ali and I would each be um, operating two at a time, so we created this basic um, in-stereo experience. You know, we're positioned on opposite sides of the room, so it kind of covers you in this, like, blanket of sound, and these sound waves basically wave and wash over you. And you can have sessions that are exclusively just sound healing, whether it's singing bowls or the gong. Um, tuning forks. Yeah, tuning forks. Um, and what these singing bowls do, they're tuned to, a, you know, a different note, a different chakra, a different frequency, and they help to... Um, basically recalibrate your body on an energetic level so you know if you were to place a glass of water on a on a on a subwoofer and crank up the base what would happen to that glass of water you'd see the vibration yeah right so the human body is 70 percent water give or take so when you expose it to these to these instruments it's actually affecting your energetic body and your cellular body, like it's affecting you on a cellular level and reorganizing and restructuring the integrity of your cells um, in a more harmonious way, you know? So if you were to take a slide of cancerous cells and look at them under a microscope, the the one thing they all have in common is that those cells are in chaos. Mm-hmm. They aren't healthy, well-rounded, structured cells. And when you look at a healthy cell under a slide, it's, you know, it's coherent, it has a defined, like, external, circular exterior, and so what we're doing with sound healing is 
we're tapping into the body beyond the conscious mind, and we're restructuring you on a cellular level. So you don't have to know where your blockages are. Mm. You don't have to verbally articulate what your challenge is. You can actually begin to restructure yourself on a cellular level without your conscious awareness. And that's why I think it's such a critical tool in anybody's self-care or self-healing. You know, talk therapy is great. We need to express and vocalize certain things and, like, get that stuff out and speak it, you know. Um, And some of us have so many things that, I mean, most of our life is unconscious, so we've got so many unconscious things that we're not even aware of that talk therapy is going to be limited to the point that we're consciously aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. So... So sound healing kind of adds that extra layer for you to access blockages that keep showing up and you don't know why and you don't know how to access them and you don't know how to release them. You don't know how to change them, shift them, heal them. And now we can bring resonance back into those blocked areas to start to dissolve the blockages and then recalibrate a more harmonious um, structure to them. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, Which is why my side business. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say that's why my side business. Like I also went through the same business class that Allie did, so she came up with her business name as Chosen Ally, and I came up with mine as Restoration Harmony. I don't actively like work that, but the idea is that we're restoring harmony to the body. Like we're never really healing; we're restoring harmony because we're already whole, complete, and healed. But the the forgetting. Yeah, we choose not to be aware of it. We focus on the illusion. We focus on the separation, that we're separate from God, the universe source, you know. And then that begins to manifest itself in these denser layers called our bodies, this physical form. You know, but it all starts, if you were to zoom out, it starts as a thought. It starts as a belief, and a belief, a thought, has a frequency. And so it's like, what thoughts are we chewing on, you know? Like, your holistic healthcare plan doesn't just include the food you're putting in your mouth. It includes the thoughts you're thinking when you're eating that food includes the thoughts you're thinking when you're with your loved one, when you're with your parents, when you're with your friends, when you're with your coworkers, like when you're talking about money, what words are you using? What beliefs are you imprinting on that, you know, experience? Yeah. One of the really cool things for me with sound too is um, is getting into to learning about, you know, the possibility that parts of our world, especially ancient um you know, monuments were maybe constructed through sound, through the use of sound. Um, I feel like few people really get how powerful, you know, how sound, like how sound is the beginning, you know, it is, it's the beginning of, well, sound, light, energy, we could, we can kind of make it all one, you know, could be one thing or we could separate out into and give it different uh, definitions. But sound is one of those foundational principles here in our realm of, of existence that, we can use to construct so many different things, including perhaps, I mean, I wasn't there when pyramids were built and things like that, but I've seen some pretty, some pretty, um, what is the word I want to use? Um, believable is the only thing that's coming to me and I like to believe, but it's some pretty believable research and information on how we have been using sound to construct our world within and without since the beginning of time. And so I really, I'm really interested in sound healing and why I really want to encourage you to use your voice um, as much as possible because I, I grew up not liking my voice too and thinking my voice was weird and hated hearing it recorded. Um, and 
as I've continued to speak more, I've realized people actually really love my voice and my voice is soothing to people and it actually makes people feel better. And so um, sound is, is, is like one of those base construction tools that we have as living entities um, to build anything we choose to with it. Good. Well, I mean, we could go back to, what is it? It's like many paths lead to one one point but you know in the bible it says in the beginning was the words and then in in sanskrit and sanskrit and yoga the om is the sound of creation Mm. so absolutely you know it's all about the wave Mm -hmm. the sound wave the light wave and that's all where the beginning comes from. And then we earth it down onto this physical plane. You know, you think it, you believe it, you see it, you create it, you be it. I mean, it's almost, it's almost like we live in, well, we live in a playground. We live in this big playground of opportunity of creation. It's an opportunity of creation playground. It's like, what, what do you want to do? Exactly. Yeah. And then that's kind of like, where you know our work comes in which is and maybe I'm going to have Ali talk a little bit more about this but if we live in a, in a opportunity of creation playground but we're born into amnesia we forget the truth of who we are we forget that we're infinite beings we forget that all is possible you know then we inherit these like she said what limiting genetic thought beliefs, genetic thought beliefs and we are conditioned into this societal idea of what's normal and what, you know, what's good, what's bad, and all of these things, and, you know, what our lives should look like. So one of the programs that we developed, and I think it's maybe just more of a theme right now that informs how we show up, but it's a deconstruct to reconstruct. It's remembering the truth of who you are. Yeah, deconstruct to reconstruct is basically... <laughs> I'm like, I just had it. That's so weird. <laughs> Allie? Right? <laughs> That's a tag in. You just tagged her in. It's basically, it's unlearning what we've been taught to remember what we inherently know. Mm-hmm. So, like, that whole idea of what Nikki Sue was just kind of prefacing is like, you know, we're, we're born into this already seemingly already like structured society and life like it's what a, it's is a life. fixed playground yeah a fixed playground mm. and forgetting that it doesn't actually have to be that way mm. that we can come back to our truth and remember that we are actually through our individual you know vibrating points of view constructing life through us and it's like it doesn't have to be this fixed thing that we've just been born into thinking. We're talking about the quantum field of infinite potential, the yeah. quantum field. Well, and you know, when we really think about like how powerful sound is in that, right? Because we have this entire culture that is defining through sound and images, but especially through sound, what life is for people being currently being born, right? So if you're born in a, in a body of a certain color or a certain sex or certain, you know, gender parts and Uh, in a certain neighborhood or a certain country on a certain land, you are born into this idea and this rhetoric that this is who you are. And 
it's it's the most amazing thing to me that we get to live right now you know that us are currently living through the times where we're going to be able to witness so much deconstruction of that because it's happening it's bullshit you are not defined at birth other than at the level that like Nikisi, like at that voice level, at the fingerprint of who you are, that's your truth. And the rest of it has been, be, has been existing before you in your current fingerprint body state existed. And so it cannot define you. It's impossible. It has nothing to do with you. And so it's really hard, you know, especially um, in certain communities and when you come from certain histories that have been really, um, I think that, you know, the sadder, darker histories are really hard for people to let go of because they want to remember them and they want to make sure that we remember so we don't relive. And I really do get it. It's just that none of those things actually define us. And, and that's what, as soon as you said deconstruct or reconstruct, I was like, well, we're kind of living in the times of deconstruction, I feel at least, you know, and, and I'm sure it's getting ready to kind of increase here <laughs> soon. Things come, let things go. Let things come, let things go. 
and trust that whatever is coming is meant to come and trust that whatever is going is meant to go. I love your description of the five. You just literally, you just gave me a mindgasm. Yeah. Okay, By just I can't breaking even down the five. Like, I love numbers girl- so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's from my, my girlfriend, Nicolette, Nicole Marie Davies. She shared that with me and blew, prior, my mind. blew my mind. And prior to that, I had so resisted and, like, just been so angry that my life path number was five because the number five means change. Mm. And I'm like, damn it, all I've wanted my whole life was stability. <laughs> and it's been nothing but nothing. Well, you know what's so great is fives that. and sevens get along really well, though, and I'm a seven. And what I see as you're talking about the five is I see a seven and, like, an eight together. Like, I see the, the hard stability of the seven and the five. So you really do have a lot of stability in, in that five, but it has to come through the change, right, of the five or the roundedness of the bottom. Yeah. Guess who's an eight? Allie. Allie. <laughs> I'm so eight on the phone right now. Man, I love that five. That is dope. But you just, you just, because I think feel like if it's not your number, you don't see it as intimately. But that is, that was dope right there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. one of my biggest yeah. lessons with yoga was that um, I learned when I was really doing a daily. Um, uh, a yogi at some point said that balance that yoga is all about like balancing like when you're trying when you're focusing on balancing on one foot when you're balancing on one foot um, the core of of yoga can be found there and even the core of life can be found in balancing on one foot and the reality of balancing on one foot is it's never that you're actually balanced on one foot but you're always making slight itty bitty slight changes to your foot in order to maintain balance um, and I just, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I can, I can do life now. Like I can do life. I can continue to make small adjustments to myself and to my life and to my environment to continue to stay balanced. And it was, it was just like freedom. Yeah. Oh, that's why I call people yoga mat, uh, their magic carpet. Mm. What happens on the, within the four corners of your, of your yoga mat then ripples out off of the mat into the world. So it's like when you start to find strength. And when you start to find balance on your mat, then it's preparing you for your expression in the world. And my, I came across this quote, and I don't remember who said it, but it's, we don't do yoga to get into the poses. We do the poses to get into our body. Mm. And so for so many of us, and myself especially included, you know, I... I mean, most of us can identify with what would be deemed like a traumatic childhood or upbringing or, you know, dysfunctional, whatever. And so that led to me leaving my body, disassociating and spending a lot of time in the ethers and in my mind and intellectualizing things. And I have like analysis paralysis, like I mentalize everything. I get mental about so many things because it keeps me out of my body and it keeps me out of my heart because my heart was not a safe place to be and it was, Mm. I felt scared to be in my body. And so when I started doing yoga, what I love about yoga is that it doesn't push you beyond your comfort zone, you know, like it, you know, you move in yoga and yoga moves in you. Mm -hmm. And so it moves at your own pace. So it's like your own pace of healing. And so it grounded me so much to come back into my body through yoga and to feel so much more present. And it's like, if you imagine your body as a hotel, 
and you've got vacancy, like 50, over 50% vacancy because you're spending over half your time like out in the ethers and your thoughts living in the past or living in the future, worrying about the future, then nobody's home, which means that in this present moment, this now moment, which is your only moment to effectively create any change, you're, you're running at maybe maximum 50% capacity, which means that you're 50% effective, mm. you know? Yeah. And it's like the more you get into your body, the more you more effective you are in your life. And I mean, I swear there was like one week after like a ten month like depression and like unemployment that I went through, and I did four days of yoga, and I made the most radical like just one hundred and eighty degree turn in my life just from those four days of yoga mm. because I got back in my body, you yeah. know, and all of a sudden I was more present to myself and to my life and to you know redirecting myself, and it was freaking amazing and I was just like you can't you can't deny this right (laughs) there's something going on here so it's a tool it's a vehicle to get back to yourself and that's what I love about it um, well, before before we run out of time, because this hour has gone really quick with talking to to two friends today, but um, before we run out of time, I would really love for the two of you to share with the audience um, anything that you could about building a business and building a brand and building community and building a family and building together as a team. Um, a lot of us are doing it solo or with people outside of our homes, but the two of you live together, you work together, you sleep together, This is, you're doing life together, you're building and, and doing it all. And that can be challenging. Um, you know, obviously individual relationships have their own personal challenges, but what can you guys share with folks in the world, teams, couples, partners, business partners that are committed to doing this together? Um, you know, conflict resolution or just ways that you allow each other to be, you know, to be the 50% partner and allow each other to shine or um, what kind of how are you two making it work? Because you really do make it work quite well. I love seeing the two of you interact and how you kind of naturally flow in between the conversation together. So um, any advice or tips for the audience on on how to work together as a team, especially with someone that you live with? Mm, those, those are great questions that I would love for someone to answer them for me. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, tag. There's a, there's a lot of theories, right? There's a lot of a lot of theories and then and then and then it comes down to putting it into practice so mm-hmm. what I will say is that I think we we set the foundation for our relationship on um, growth yeah. and to support each other's growth and evolution no matter what that looks like in practice mm-hmm. girlfriend all sorts of shit comes up I mean I'm a Sagittarius and Allie's an Aries and we're both fire signs so this relationship is very heated and fiery <laughs> I'm not gonna lie Sahajan and Aries, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, figure the shit out of each other. It's not pretty what y'all don't see on Facebook, on what do we call it, fate and whatever. It's like, you know. But so there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and it's definitely tested us in a lot of different ways. And, you know, for a long time, it felt like we were just like two radioactive, reactive, like 12 year old, egotistical 12 year olds, just like constantly just back and forth with each other so this isn't answering what you want for your audience to hear but just like maybe being real yeah yeah, and I feel like for the two of us like for the relationship that we have in business in life in intimacy all of that it's like for you to be partnered with somebody who is willing to go there who's willing to look who's willing to unravel before you and with you 
that that there isn't something that we needed to teach each other. We both kind of were in that space where we're completely okay with opening up and surrendering and learning this whole life thing together in support of each other and recognize, because like she's saying, yeah, we, you know, there's stuff that comes up and we're triggered. And then in that same space of being triggered, the, the awareness that we both are willing to go and acknowledge that that's not because of whatever just came up. It's this, uh, what's the word? It's just like, it's this residue from past wounds, right? It's this residue from stuff that we still have to heal within our own self. And we're using each other and we're using our relationship and business partnership as a catalyst to grow even more and expand even more into our wholeness and into our fully expressed being. And I feel like with us each individually having that intention and then coming together as a unit and creating more of that vision with our individual power and with our together power, that (laughs) together power, that our joint power, you know, that right there is like, that's the gold and that's where it comes from. It's not like, oh, we do X, Y, Z or we do something in this one way. It's just the willingness and the openness to really go there with each other and, and learn and uncover ways in which we can grow and heal ourselves because ultimately when we can focus on ourselves and our own healing, it's automatically rippling out and affecting the rest of our world, the rest of the people who we engage with, whether it's somebody who just witnesses something that like witnesses one of our conversations or sees something on Facebook or somebody who we're engaging with and doing a coaching session with or somebody in one of our yoga nature classes or meditation classes. Like the work that her and I, Nikki and I do individually and together as a unit is like rippling out there. Yeah. So for me, you know, I don't know if it's certain things we do every day, if I can give credit to, you know, certain business like tools or business mindsets is like getting down to the nitty gritty of just how we are embodying and focusing on ourselves and supporting each other doing that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes supporting each other doing that is triggering each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's like it's it's pointing out and amplifying all of those spots in which we could grow more. Like she was talking about with the heart, just expanding into more of your heart better. Well, and it sounds like that's really how, I mean, that's honestly, I don't even think there could be a better response, honestly, because that's the real deal is all relationships are going to go there. And the thing is, is if you can't embrace and accept the person that you've decided to be in a relationship with for their true, for their true self, you know, like you said, we're two fiery signs and we go there. Well, that's what fire does. They burn up stuff and re, you know, for the rebuild for that, they deconstruct um, for the reconstruction. So it sounds like really you both are, what I took from that is uh, in accepting and embracing each other's individual constitution, accepting the, 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 the fingerprint of each other and working honestly within that. Um, and, and to me, to me, that's like, that's the gold is, is letting everybody be who they need to be. And, um, and you know, fit, get in where you fit in. <laughs> like that's, 
it's we don't have to change each other right like we have to just work with who that person is can i say something because i feel like as she was talking i got some clarity too please um but and and accepting is good but i also want to move into celebrating right Mm -hmm. i want to celebrate ali's expression i want to celebrate ali's authentic expression i want to celebrate when she prioritizes herself prioritizes her peace and she needs to do her you know, even though if at first that might seem like a slight and I wanted to spend time with her, it's like, no, man, you go do you because then when I get you back, you're more full, you're more present, and mm-hmm. it's not fostering some sort of resentment. But I think um, going back to maybe, like, what one of the things I want to do is, like, you know, whether it's you or a friend or a client or whoever, let's remember like I felt called to this relationship and I felt called to work with Allie and we both felt called to provide our medicine in in tandem rather than individually like more strongly than ever it just started to show up and appear that like our work individually was great and then when the two of us connected together and came together in a you know like a a two-on-one empowerment session or whatever it was that something even more radical was happening so like we've just felt called to to come together in marriage, to come together in business, because we realize there's something greater beyond ourselves that we don't even understand. So I think we come back to that, you know, kind of guides us in our work. And then we really need to, I would say, implement practices that um, fuel, fill our cup, you know, like we need to get back out in nature, we need to go camp, we need to go out to the hot springs, do things that remind us and strengthen that connection that is where we where we meet in the truth because when we're on top of each other and we're living together and we're working together and we're sleeping together and we're doing all the things together the tension in our house can get thick you know and we get stuck in this like just stagnant air and so you know I think it helps when she and I do things together that fill our cups like getting back out in nature and doing those things and then our individual practices like she loves soccer she needs to move her body she needs to exert herself she needs that physical contact sport so like she's been doing soccer um and then also to recognize when we're burnt out you know like we've been facilitating those uh guided meditation sound healings for over the past year and we finally you know reluctantly hesitantly we're like I don't think we're gonna renew the lease on that because we needed to kind of pause we needed to take a break we needed we needed to give ourselves space and because we were hosting and facilitating these up to eight times a month at one point um but it was like this constant like cycle of promote market facilitate promote market facilitate promote market facilitate and and that got really um wearing so to just like tap out when you need to tap out and like recognize when that happens and preferably before you feel too too stressed and you know whatever to just like really prioritize and like take your pulse on like when you need a break Mm. and what does that look like and you know it could be an indefinite break but I think if we're on top of that awareness more you know we're more regularly scheduling things to one take the pulse to get still and to give ourselves a break and you know maybe take a yoga class maybe go rollerblade maybe go run out in nature maybe go to the ocean like whatever we need then we don't need the breaks as long or, you know, we can kind of maintain that balance. So I think entrepreneurship and relationships and marriage and all these things, they just require this balance and we're still navigating that, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm like a 
recovering extremist, you know, I like to just go full throttle, like, all to the wall, and then, and then I burn out, you know, and so I'm learning to find balance, I think it's about just learning to find balance, and to, to really allow those, the praise from other people when you are in your business, and being of service, to really allow that to sink in, to remember that's the truth of who you are, and that's why you're doing what you're doing, and to really feel that, you know, and let that fuel you. And, and not think that that's the illusion because you're living in the illusion that you're not good enough and you're living in the illusions that, you know, you guys aren't communicating well enough and that you don't have your finances straight and that it's not lucrative enough and it's not financially stable or supportive or sustaining enough. You know, all that shit comes up, you know, and so. All right, family, this is uh, my first episode with two segments. Hey growth. Um, so we were just talking a little bit with Nikisi and Ali about working together as a couple, um, teaming up together and conquering all that it is that we're here to do together. So ladies, did you want to add any final words to that? I apologize for having to cut you off right in the middle there. Yeah, I think, I think the, the main point we were, we left off with was just to really take to heart those those people that you work with who are reflecting back gratitude and praise for your services mm. and to remember that's why you're doing what you're doing, you know, and really allow those words to penetrate you in your heart and to fuel you going forward and to trust that you're on the right path, you know, and to trust that your work is of value even if you're only touching one life, you know, like let's say we schedule a meditation and only one person shows up, trust that that is the exact person who needs to be in your presence and, you know, hear what you have to say and experience what you're offering. You know, it's not about quantity, it's about quality and to just keep keep doing what you're doing, you know, no matter who's showing up. And even when, like, one of our friends said, even if nobody shows up, do the thing. Like, mm-hmm. show up the way you're going to show up. Like, you reserve that space. So hold the integrity of that space and still hold the meditation, you know, still do the, do the workshop, still do the hypnotherapy session, you know, because that's what you're creating. So it's like be, um, have integrity with yourself, like be, re- be reliable to yourself, be responsible to yourself and just trust that like that energy is going to have momentum and build and create a snowball effect and you know, it's not going to show up how we want it to show up because if it did, that would be boring. Mm-hmm. So life has to, life has to throw us these curveballs and just keep us on our toes. So you know, you never know when you're around the corner from your next breakthrough or the person that introduces you to your angel investor or whatever. You know, yeah. doing the thing. Yeah, I'm happy that you remember that's where we were too because I wanted to. I would just wanted to say thank you for saying that actually. And that was that two minutes and 22 seconds that I said that because that's the real truth from my heart. Um, it's I take symbols from the from the universe, from my life, from my internal, you know, subconscious really, really well. I can see all the symbols and the signs and the intricacies of my life. And uh, I take them as, um, you know, cheering me on and encouragement. It's much more challenged to take that from the reflections of humans in my life. And so I just really appreciated that you said that, that you know, allow people to celebrate you, to celebrate what you do, to celebrate your business. Um, I think a lot of us need to hear that, especially those of us who are, are driven in our hearts to just serve. Um, I, I really just, I appreciate that. And that, that is something that is like foundational in the relationship with yourself, right? Like 
just allowing that good energy in and to not think that it's coming from anywhere other than, like you said, the truth, like that's your true reflection of what people are seeing and what you're giving to them. Um, mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, it's just really interesting. I think it took me at least, I remember a pivotal point when I was at Suiha where I finally allowed the, the constructive praise and support and positive reflections coming at me from really close friends to be felt mm. but it took like two years to be resisting it it took t- like two years of me just believe like thinking that they were just you know blowing hot air at my ass or you know just you know giving me lip service or gratuitous compliments before I finally started to allow myself to believe it what they were saying yeah you know because so of your entrepreneur life is spent behind the scenes and often behind the scenes you're battling those demons of limiting beliefs and thoughts of unworthiness and not being good enough and seeing all of your flaws on like through a magnifying lens and seeing all of your inadequacies you know and so when you when you're out in the public doing your thing and you're doing your work and you're being of service and you get a positive reinforcement it's 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 so hard to hear it because you're flooding the other 95% of your life with just like constant criticism. Mm. So it's like really allowing yourself to shed those layers and undo those layers of limiting beliefs and really start to believe in yourself, you know, and believe you're doing things, believe you're changing the world, believe that you're, you know, positively bringing service to the world and like influencing people's lives in a positive way, you know? So yeah, I want to work yeah. on that more because I give, I, I love, it's a part of myself that I love to recognize special things in people or even obvious, you know, but like recognize things in people and then make sure I let them know. And then when it comes back to me, I'm like, wait, well, I almost, I almost discredit many times. I'm not doing it as much now. It's definitely, I'm catching on subconsciously to this, this habitual thought pattern, but I used to would just instantly think, um, well, I don't even think I would consider the fact that they also are seeing something special in me. You know, like I didn't, I didn't really think that the reason people are saying it back to me is the same reason I'm saying it to people. <laughs> it's like, well, duh, that's right. the whole reason. Like they're just, they're just being like you be. So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Awesome. All right, ladies. Well, in our short break, we did go ahead and decide that we were going to get um, a little bit of meditation time here on the show, which is really dope this is going to be a first time for the show and um i'm i know your voice i know the healing potential and energies of your voice so thank you for sharing it with us and um, i'm going to go ahead and um turn it over to you two ladies for the next few minutes and uh, audience sit down relax get comfortable um maybe put your headphones in and find a nice relaxing place we're going to let nikki see um and maybe ali i'm not sure exactly what you're going to do but we're going to go ahead and let the ladies Uh, Send us on a little, on a short guided meditation. So uh, it's yours. All right. Well, there's nothing more for me to do. If you've got, if you found a relaxed position. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That's it. it. That was a perfect, perfect setup. I would just echo the same. So whether you can do this sitting, you can do this lying down, obviously not if you're driving. Um, if you want to listen to this when you're not driving or preoccupied, um, you can do this sitting or lying down, whatever is comfortable to you. Um, and this will be really brief, but basically this is something that you can give to yourself on the daily, just like a five-minute reset to just 
find some stillness in your day. Find a little, create a little space of peace and stillness. So you can do this with eyes closed or you can do this with um, a soft gaze if you are more comfortable keeping the eyes open. I like to kind of allow my gaze to, to rest at the tip of my nose if my eyes are open and if my eyes are closed. I like to focus the gaze looking at the space between the eyebrows just above the space between the eyebrows at the third eye. So you can find that spot there. And then just begin to connect with your breath. We're breathing in and out through the nose and just begin to notice your inhalations as you breathe in through the nose and follow the air that rises into the nostrils and into the back of the throat, all the way down into your lower belly. And then as you exhale, feeling the breath leaving the body, rising up through the middle chest, upper ribs, and out through the nose. And so we're just noticing the quality and the texture of the breath as we inhale in through the nose and out through the nose. And slowly just begin to Lengthen your inhalations as you breathe in. And as you breathe out. And begin to bring your awareness to the body. If you're seated, feeling your feet connected to the floor, the earth beneath you. Allowing the tension in the shoulders to relax. Shoulder blades melting down the back. Begin to feel the weight of gravity as it presses you down into the earth. And staying connected with your breath. As you breathe in on your next inhalation, take a full belly breath in, flooding the lower belly like a balloon, feeling the air expand the chest that rises up through the torso. And as you exhale, let it out to the mouth with a deep sigh. Ha. Again, deep breath in through the nose. And this time as you exhale, let it out even more. Feel your whole being beginning to soften and relax. And if your mind begins to wander with thoughts or sensations, external sounds, just come back to the breath. Breathing in, know that you are breathing in. Breathing out, know that you are breathing out. Feel a sense of comfort, safety, and peace. Begin to wash over you.
bringing your body into your awareness. Recognize that your body has been a trusted vehicle. It has allowed your expression in the world, creating accomplishments and contributions to the best of its ability. Now it is time for your body to rest deeply. Dropping into a step of your own bodily presence, thinking less, feeling more. Slowly, slowly, bringing your awareness back into your body. Notice the rising and falling of your breath as you slowly breathe yourself back into this space, into your body. Each inhale. Begin to wiggle fingers and toes. Feeling your body connected to the earth beneath you. Taking a deep breath in through the nose. And as you exhale, letting go of anything that's no longer serving you. Taking two more deep inhalations. bringing into your mind's eye your intention for your day, how you would like to approach the remainder of your day today. Breathing in confidence, breathing in joy, breathing in love, compassion, forgiveness, and peace.
here in this state of relaxed awareness. And when you feel ready, begin to open your eyes, allowing them to be soft receivers of the How did that feel? That was great, actually. That was a beautiful, um, that was awesome, love. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I personally just needed that little tune in with your voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime. Man. Yeah, so. Yeah, I hope, I hope you're called back to the community soon, and I definitely want to make, um, being in the essence of you and Ali. It was really special, like how you said that you guys were on both sides of the room. Um, I that was, so, that was so powerful to have two friends of mine, but just to have both of these presents on the top, you know, on the, at the head and the feet of the room. Um, I, I, I charge on your rest and your, um, your, your time off. And I, I hope that I get to experience that back in the community with you soon because you really do both together have a very special, uh, a special fire to share and uh, give thanks that you are willing to, to go through it together. Uh, we all appreciate you and love you. And thank you too for sharing your energy and time and love with the show. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, for thank sure. For having us. Yeah, we're not, we're, we're kind of hibernating, but we're still definitely available for private individual and group sessions so we will travel and we will facilitate um we just kind of surrendered the obligation of a set location and space but that allows us to be more um free to travel and mobile so mm -hmm. yeah we're definitely still available maybe well, at community yeah i was gonna say i would love to you know as we're changing here the align with plants and community is changing i would absolutely love if you ladies would come down at some point in time and do this with the youth down here um once we get some grant money in and i can pay you that's going to be when i really invite you but um I, that would be awesome i think that the youth here would really um be able to to tune into that we have a few girls here a few young ladies that um, i know would love that so um, we're definitely going to get you yeah. in the community and get these vibes moving. Yeah, for sure. We, yep. yeah, we look forward to that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Anita. Thank you, my loves. I appreciate your time, your energy, and just being alive. And, um, yeah, just really looking forward to what we all build here together in the desert. Uh, I know that I'm just coming into a community that's been here. I appreciate the reception and the welcoming and I'm really excited to see what um, what the next few years holds for us as a group so um, thank you family for being here and um, yeah any last words that you'd like to leave we love you yeah we love you thanks for having us on your show thanks to the audience for listening 
And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Nikisi and Allie Pyro, P-I-R-O, or Chosen Ally. Awesome. Yeah. Golden. Ladies, and yeah. if you're in Phoenix, in the Valley, and you need um, you need that special voice, let me tell y'all, like it's serious. The um, the experience of the voice and the gongs and just the energy work with these two women is real. So tune in and tune up, family. Um, next Monday, I don't think I have the show planned. I have a couple more episodes planned, y'all, and then I am going to be taking a break on the podcast as things are solidified here with the new program and uh, my, my thoughts are to shift the conversations to really highlighting um, well we really already are doing that but I really want to highlight youth organizations and nonprofits that are building and, and working in the community so um, audience stick with me we're three years in I change a lot so <laughs> uh, as the energy and the, sh- and the winds shift I shift with them and bring you something new and, and current and inspirational so uh, we will be making a shift in the show again, but in order for me to keep doing it, that's what I have to do. So I'm really thankful that you guys are all on the journey with me and that you give me your hearts and your ears and that you're also sharing them with the family around me. So until next week, family, peace. Happy Monday. <laughs>